You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Mover, Tyler. And I'm... Dr. Carpets, Gordy, this episode brought to you by Carpets. Car- carpets, the fuzzy hair on top of your floors that makes your feet feel good. That's catchy. Is it a good tagline? They didn't give a tagline, they just said, make carpets sound good, which almost does itself. Yeah, I think I think make carpets sound good, you just say carpet. You can sometimes <clears throat> add a soft to the front of that. Brought to you by this episode brought to you by Soft Carpets. How do you feel about Carpet Diem? Carpet Carpet Diem is the tattoo I have across my back. <laughs> that is sponsored space. So you have across your knuckles. Yeah. Uh my t- 10. Yeah, th- yeah, thumbs included. That works. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's not a uh, symmetrical, but it oh, works. No, not really. It's hard to read, but yeah. But they are there. You know, if I, if I punch somebody in the face twice, <laughs> with once with each hand, it'll still leave a cool indent, like tattoos do. When you fight your nemesis, Professor Hardwood. <laughs> the Professor Laminate. Hard, hardwood flooring, I'm, I'm okay with. I, yeah, I just really, yeah, that's true. It's laminate really, it's, is, it's, the, is the offender it's the, here. It's the laminate stuff I'm not so sure about. <laughs> adjunct professor laminate yeah not like (laughs) non-tenured proponents of cheap flooring is is my nemesis (laughs) what at what stage of marvel like what phase of marvel are they just going to open it up to like does anybody have anything like are there more superheroes out there because we did them all i think we are dangerously close to that already like we've done it we've done every per spider-man and ant-man did a bug one already (laughs) and moon guy yeah with doctor doctor whoever doctor doom and doctor strange kissed in the last movie and we're we're out of ideas who's got more we're we are hitting spin-offs of spin-offs at this point and that's not a joke that's literally what's happening i could not tell you (laughs) Um, when when they do just open those doors up, I feel like I've got a few. I mean, if we if we dig into our archives, there's always the piss kids. I forgot about the piss kids, but yeah, I think I think a, a urine based hero would do quite well. It was our answer to the X Men. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> from a century ago, it feels like. Yeah, Carmen, what are we folkloring today? Uh, today we are going to be doing a Dutch tale uh, written by William Elliot Griffiths who is not a Dutchman so, so, is, so how did he 
how did he make how did it become dutch uh from what i can tell he did a few folklore anthologies from different places so um, he knows some dutch people maybe yeah there's a there's one called uh dutch fairy tales for young folks in 1918 uh, but it was hard to find a lot of specifics because most of what he was focused on was japan oh uh, ah one of uh, one of the many uh, folklorists who just like went whole hog into Japan. He's a he's a what's the what's the term when you're like really into Japanese stuff? You're talking about weebs, weebs. <laughs> yeah, he's a proto weeb. Yeah, I can't I can't believe that that word like was not in my head, <laughs> like at the top of my brain, not yes. at the ready. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be reading the story of the boy who wanted more cheese. That's just me. That's most boys, I feel. <laughs> That's most and boys also, I've met. Also, most just people in general. Right. Like, wanting cheese is the most uh, relatable uh, like oh, character. I think, I'm the, I think I'm the outlier. I was going to say, Gordy, you might be the odd one out, but then I wondered... Do you, like I know that you cannot partake of cheese, but does that stop you from wanting it? I I feel like there are rare circumstances when I actually want cheese, and it's it's mostly on pizza. Like sure. that is yeah, that's like you say like, do you want cheese? And like if it's on a pizza, then sure. Otherwise, I feel like the answer is generally no. I don't. Uh, so this was suggested to us by Kid Chaos, whose name currently is appropriately uh, Gilded with Cheese. Uh, I think unrelated to this tale because... Yeah, we uh, just threaded the needle that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm back in uh, last year times <laughs> on the Discord suggestions. Um, slowly, slowly digging my way out of the, the pile of papers here. Um, and... This one is not in that collection that you mentioned for, for I kids. assume it is. We're sourcing this one from fairytaleswithaz.com, okay. the most radical fairy tale site on the internet. Um, I was wondering I, if this was from one of his raunchier Dutch books. His uh, after-hours Dutch books? <laughs> yeah. You know, the raunchiness of cheese. <laughs> um, so, Tyler, I know that you requested a bit of a reprieve after your your other podcast recording. Uh-huh. I do have to warn you. Yeah. Uh, I was requested in this particular tale to keep in as many insipid details. <laughs> okay. As possible. Another needle to be threaded. Needing to have Tyler to sit through all of it specifically. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is a gift for you. Um it is shorter, but that comes at a cost. It is a monkey's paw. He wished for a story that was not the two-parter that I have on deck. Um, So here's one part. It is specifically designed to torment you. (laughs) But here's one part, and it is all of it. (laughs) So, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Klaus von Bommel was a 12-year-old Dutch boy living in a place where the cows were plentiful. Klaus von Bommel? Yeah. That's a sweet name. It is, it is a powerful name. 
especially for a 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, he, was... he demands that you say all of it every time. Yes. Uh, he was over five feet high. He weighed 100 pounds. And he had rosy cheeks. At 12? Yeah. Is that... That kid. That's, that's a sturdy kid. That's very carpet. <laughs> <laughs> we need carpet to replace, like, cash money. <laughs> that's 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 what I've been tasked to do by the carpet <laughs> council. This is guerrilla marketing at its finest. <clears throat> I think I think we should try to introduce more like aphorisms mm-hmm. and and get those spreading. I've had enough of poggers. It's time to start saying carpet. Yeah. On Twitch streams specifically. One thing as I go through this tale that I would like you to pay attention to is the order in which information is delivered. An interesting preface. One that we don't typically receive. (laughs) Is it going to be backwards in a cool way? Are you about to memento us? That's interesting. Or is it going to be weird in a bad way? (laughs) Uh, So we've gotten his height, his weight, and the color of his cheeks. And his name. And his name. Name was right right in the front. Name and age first, then height, then weight, then cheek color. Now, uh, a character trait. His mother always said his stomach had no bottom. He's hungry. He's got like a cholestomy bag? He's he's a Goku. (laughs) Yeah, he's a Goku with a cholestomy bag. Oh, Goku, (laughs) yes. That's horrifying. (laughs) That's too powerful. And I say that as someone who watched Dragon Ball Z, which is all about being too powerful. That's where they should have done their power escalations. <laughs> they went in the wrong direction. Yeah. All the right. number doesn't need to go up. The stomach needs to go deeper. Uh, back to physical descriptors. His hair color landed halfway between a carrot and a sweet potato. And it's thick as reeds in a swamp and cut level from under one ear to another. So I'm assuming mm. that's like a bowl cut. What color is a sweet potato? I don't really eat those. It's kind of the a... inside is like a an orange. Yeah. All right. So like, like very on... orange. Yeah, I'm looking at it. That is on the carrot spectrum. Yeah, it is between carrot and carrot essentially. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm getting a sense of this Dutch Goku <laughs> that we're describing. He wore timber shoes that rattled when he ran fast for rabbit catching or scuffled over the brick road to get to school. Sensible. Yeah. In the summer, he wore a rough blue linen blouse. In the winter, he wore woolen breeches, wide as coffee bags, called bell trousers, shaped like what? a couple of cowbells turned upward and buttoned in onto a thick, warm jacket. Neat. That is an outfit of the day. I, I, have, I don't know if this was a translation error or something, but it's buttoned onto the jacket? Yes. So it's like a big old pants jacket onesie? Yes. Uh, he dressed. I, no notes. <laughs> he dressed like his sisters until he was five. Okay. Um, irrelevant because he's twelve now. Right. Just and the, <laughs> fun to know, I guess. Yeah, just so, hand just me so downs. You know. Yeah. And then on his fifth birthday, he got boys' clothes with two pockets in them, of which he was proud enough. <laughs> what? He, he grew up and earned pockets. Yeah, boys, unlike all you women. Yeah, women's don't get them. His sisters you haven't continued. earned them. Yeah, his sisters continued wearing pocketless clothing, but he, a boy at five, gets pockets. Do you think that stems back to women not being allowed to own things? 
Probably. Like, what are you going to put in a pocket? You don't own anything. Just wait in the field. Someone will come by and marry you. (laughs) He was a farmer's boy who ate rye bread and fresh milk for breakfast, cheese and bread and boiled potatoes for dinner, and he liked to dip his potatoes into a bowl of melted butter, and they quickly disappeared, quote, down the red lane, which is the weirdest euphemism for a throat that I have ever heard. I like it. (laughs) It's got the Gordy stamp of approval. Is that two carpets? down Down the red lane? Yeah. I would say down the red carpet myself, but... Right. I mean, always be branding. <laughs> yeah, always. That's what they say. The the ab method. Uh, for supper, he had bread and skim milk left over after butter making. And twice a week, all of the kids enjoyed a bowl of bonnie clabber, which is basically cheese curds, with a little bit of brown sugar sprinkled on top. Mmm... Yuck. (laughs) I don't know about that one. You don't want a sweet cheese? I don't. I don't know that I do either, but I'm going to keep an open mind for a bit. I will say like a brie pairs well with honey. Mm -hmm. So I think it just depends on the cheese. Also, I have enjoyed a little bit of cheddar mixed with a chocolate covered uh, raisin. Hmm. That's a good that's a good combo. So I could see this working. But at every meal, there was cheese. Usually in very thin slices, and the boy was quite upset about this, because they are not thick enough by his his estimations. More cheese. And when Klaus went to bed, he usually fell asleep as soon as his shock of yellow hair touched the pillow. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. You need to cherish that. Yeah, like, hold that close to your heart. I will point out that his hair is now yellow. Well, yeah, he's Goku. had been between a carrot and a sweet potato in color. He's, he's Saiyaned. Oh, okay. He cheese that's, Saiyaned? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the least surprising detail you've provided. <clears throat> I'm well aware of hair color changing. In the summer, he would sleep until the birds sang at dawn, and in the winter, he would stay in his warm bag of straw, which served him for a mattress, until he heard the cows talking. I assume cows rise later than birds. But I'm not familiar with cows. They don't yell outside of my window every day. <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, more stealthy about it. Yeah. They're very sneaky. The Van Bommels were not rich, but everything was shining clean. Yeah, it seems like they're living fine anyway. Yeah. They always had plenty to eat at their house. They had stacks yeah. of rye bread thicker than a man's arm and a yard long <clears throat> in the corner of the stone-lined basement. Could do with more cheese, but, you know. Just a yard of bread. All in all, we're doing all right. A yard of bread sounds pretty good. Uh, they had loaves of dough that they put in the oven once a week, and this baking time was a great event. No menfolk were allowed in the kitchen on that day unless they were specifically asked to help, so they're not allowed in- unless they are. <laughs> is, is their duty the same as all men at Thanksgiving to just kind of poke into the kitchen and say, smells good in here? <laughs> And then go back to whatever. Yeah, until uh, and then carve the turkey at the very end. No pockets yeah. allowed. <clears throat> uh, they had a lot of milk pans and pails, and they were cheeses piled up in the tra- pantry, and it sometimes seemed enough to feed a small army. Which, to me, does not sound like not being rich. Right, yeah. 
That's someone who says that they're not rich. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe you don't have diamonds that you leave outside your house like trash, but if you have a yard of bread and cheese enough for an army, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Klaus always wanted more cheese. Yeah, it's in the title. He was a good boy elsewise. Uh, he was ready to work on the farm, and he was really obedient, and he was diligent at school, but he never had enough at the table, in spite of the larder that could feed an army. I mean, he does need a character flaw, or what else are we doing here? Or it's a hagiography. <laughs> could be fun. Sure. Sometimes his father would laugh and ask if he had a well or a cave under his jacket. A, wh- a what? A well or a cave. You know, place to put all the food. You know, Where's people... it all go? Yeah, they're like, you got a hollow leg in there? One of those things. Oh, sure. Uh, Klaus did have three younger sisters, whose names were Trenje, Anike, and Sartje, uh, which I'm sure I pre- mispronounced, and which uh, Griffiths has helpfully told us is Dutch for Kate, Annie, and Sally. Ah. They don't get named again, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> what is Klaus Dutch for? Klaus. Klaus. What's our What's our equivalent? Well, it's K L A A S, so class. Oh, class. Yeah. I thought you said Klaus. I'm sorry. So, mom called the girls her orange blossoms, and she called Klaus her buttercup because he kept dipping potatoes in butter long after everybody else was through. <laughs> but he always wanted more cheese. When he was unusually greedy, she would twit him as a boy worse than butter and eggs, which is apparently a folksy name for a particular uh, weed called the toad flax, which causes problems for farmers. So basically, pretty but annoying is what she is calling her son. (laughs) Uh, One summer's evening, after he'd earned a good scolding, he moped and went to bed, almost crying. He had teased each sister to give him her bit of cheese, and added to his own slice, it had made his stomach as heavy as lead. Presumably this is what he'd gotten scolded about. There is a point where there is too much cheese. Yes. Uh, His bed was in the garret, and one of the red roof tiles had been taken out back in the day and replaced with a glass one to give him a little bit of light to put on his clothes in the morning, and also he could open it for air in the good weather. In case you needed justification for the existence of some kind of window. They they do provide. It was smelling good in there because of the, the nearby pine wood, so he climbed up on the stool to get a good whiff, and he saw some lights dancing underneath the tree. Fay. One beam seemed to approach his roof hole and played around the chimney, then passed to and fro in front of him, and it seemed to whisper in his ear as it moved by. That's a fay. He thought it kind of looked like a lovely girl, but then he laughed at himself. Then he thought it sounded like the whisper became an actual voice, and he laughed so heartily he forgot all of his moping and scolding, so at least he's super easy to entertain. His eyes twinkled with delight when the voice gave him this invitation. There's plenty of cheese. Come with us. I don't know about that. You don't trust that? Seems suspicious. Wouldn't be enticing. What if it was carpets? 
uh, what kind of carpet? Yeah, let's let's for Gordy's sake. Every time you say cheese, also put a parenthesis carpet next to it. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of carpet? Uh, plush. Um, nylon mm. blend. Hmm. Nylon. <laughs> well, it's no wool, but okay. Maybe I think I think I would try to negotiate for better. <laughs> okay. Well, what's what's better than a nylon carpet? Just like full uh, wool. Like a, I like a knotted wool carpet. Knotted wool. Okay. All right. Can the Faye, uh They have that in the back. Yeah, they. they can. They got a shipment in. They just haven't unpacked it. <laughs> talk uh, to but the but talk check, to the yeah. owner about that. Yeah, they'll they'll expedite that. <laughs> All right. To make sure of of what he'd heard, the sleepy boy rubbed his eyes and cocked his ears, and the light bearer spoke again. Come. Class had heard old people tell of ladies in the woods that whispered and warned travelers, and he had seen the fairies wearing in the pine woods near his house, and it was to this that this flame lady was inviting him. The cold light circled around the roof, but and he could hardly see it anymore in the, the light of the moonbeams, but the voice was now a lot more plain. There's plenty of cheese, parentheses, t- uh, p- tufted wool carpet. Come with us. I'll see what it is, anyhow, said Klaus as he prepared to sneak out of the house. At the door, he stepped into his wooden shoes. A cat purred and rubbed up against his shins, and he jumped, startled, but he looked down for a moment and he saw the two balls of yellow fire in her head and knew what they were. I'm guessing that means eyes? (laughs) That he saw eyes. Two balls of fire in a cat. And decided that this cat, not previously established in the extensive explanation of the mundane details of his life uh, up to this point. I did notice that. (laughs) it's just it's just got eyes i was gonna ask if um he was startled because they don't have a cat i i don't know the cat also does not come up again after this Uh, oh Hmm. this is just a random encounter why would it uh and this is also a very good example of why you don't write purple prose kids (laughs) Two balls of yellow fire in her head. Just right eyes. <laughs> Don't make us guess unless, what the hell you're talking about. Unless you're being paid by the word, and then it doesn't matter. That's get that, true. Unless, get unless that bag. In which case, do do that. <laughs> so class sped toward the fairy ring, and at first he thought he saw a big circle of, of giant fireflies. Uh, But as he drew closer, he saw clearly that there were dozens of pretty creatures, hardly as large as dolls, but as lively as crickets, and full of light, as though lamps had wings. Uh, They were dancing, and then they suddenly surrounded him, and the strongest of them would pull at him with their dainty fingers, and the loveliest whispered, Come, you must dance with us. Then you get the cheese. Yep, then a dozen murmured in chorus, Plenty of cheese here, plenty of cheese here, come, come. As long as you duggy for me. Lots of carpet. <laughs> well, you don't want to eat the cheese before you dance. Yeah. That, That's a recipe for disaster. That is extremely true. Uh, soon Klaus was dancing in high glee, and he didn't look hard at the fairies because he was too full of, the, of fun, and he danced until the sky in the east began to turn gray and then rosy. He tumbled down all tired out and fell asleep with his head on the inner curve of the fairy ring and his feet in the center of it. A dangerous place for anyone to sleep. 
He felt very happy, and he had no sense of being tired, and he didn't know he was asleep. He thought his fairy partners, who had danced with him, were now waiting on him and bringing him cheeses, slicing them with a golden knife and feeding him out of their own hands. Yum yum. He could now eat all the cheese he'd longed for all his life with no one scolding him. Just a dream come true. Yeah, I don't see anything that's wrong with this. Maybe I was wrong about the fae all this time. But by and by, he wanted to stop eating and rest a while. His jaws were getting tired, and his stomach felt loaded with cannonballs. And he gasped for breath, which seems like a bigger concern. I don't know, he's getting Augustus glooped. But Dutch fairies in particular never get tired, and they would not let him stop. You said you wanted the cheese. They just kept bringing cheeses. They dropped them all around him. And it was cheeses from all around the world, and they'd go into the list. I, I did spare you the full list of cheese. It was quite long. Hit me with a couple of the interesting ones. Is it is it the Monty Python sketch? <laughs> yeah, we've got red balls from Edom, uh, yellow sphere, spheres from Gouda, gray loaf-shaped ones from Leyden, farm cheese, factory cheese, Alkmaar cheese, etc., um, including some cheeses he did not particularly care for, but <laughs> it all goes down the cheese hatch. Um, yeah, so they just keep bringing him cheeses from everywhere, <clears throat> and then, oh horrors, he saw the tallest and the strongest of the fairies rolling along huge, round, flat cheeses from Friesland, each as big as a cartwheel. And the fairies were beating them forward with a pine stick, like boys at play. <laughs> you know, that old hoop and stick game. But with cheese. <laughs> Klaus groaned as the cheese walls built up around him and tottered, as though they were going to fall on him. Then he screamed, I guess with the sudden realization of how it would feel to have this much cheese fall on you. But the fairies <laughs> thought he was making music. It's beautiful. Not being human, they do not know how a boy feels. <laughs> At last, with a thick slice in one hand and a big hunk in the other, Klaus could eat no more, no matter how much the fairies urged him to continue consuming cheese for forever. Then he saw the pile of cheeses topple over, the heavy mass falling inward on him, and he screamed in terror as he was crushed as flat as a Friesland cheese. He became the cheese. But it was all a dream. Well, some of it. He is still outside when he wakes up and his clothes are all wet with dew, but there are no yeah, fairies around. The dancing part was real. Yeah. And uh, his mouth is currently full of a bunch of grass that he had been chewing lustily. <laughs> Klaus would never tell the story of his night with the fairies, so who knows how we got it. Yeah, how do we know it then? <laughs> Nor Did the fairies tell us? I guess. Nor has he yet settled the question of whether they left him because the cheese house fell or because daylight had come. That's the big question of this story and there is no answer to it at the end. <laughs> So a lot of steam at the front. Yeah, we got... We we learned what he wore before he was five years old. Someone was really excited to tell us what this kid wore before he was five. And then after uh, and he then, was five, in both seasons. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then kind of forgot what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they had a story. And they weren't quite sure how to ramp up to it. They did all their character building exercises and it's like, man... Well, I did the work, so it's going in. 
Well, I'm going to name every sister with both their Dutch names and their Anglified or Anglicized <laughs> names. I don't. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, and I am not going to mention a cat until I need a moment of, I guess, tension. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of a jump scare. Just yeah, just so you know that you're in a horror of a t- of a type. I heard you have to have the pause at the threshold, so we'll just toss a cat in there. Threshold guardian. P A W S. Literal pause yeah. at the threshold. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Pretty. Also, I- I was expecting those timber shoes to, because he was like trying to sneak out of the house and then he puts on rattly wood shoes. I was expecting (laughs) that to... To alert someone, maybe? Yeah, have any consequence at all. And nah. Maybe his parents are like, man, the fairies can have him. (laughs) Do you know how expensive this boy is to feed? He dips a whole field of potatoes in butter. Do you know how much I don't want to hear about cheese anymore? I would give anything. (laughs) Including the boy. (laughs) Relatively straightforward moral this time. I guess. It it felt like it to me. Like, just appreciate what you do have. Yeah, appreciate the cheese you have. There is definitely such a thing as too much cheese. I don't know if he, he learned anything from it. Because we don't get any, like, reflection at the end of him being like, maybe I have enough cheese, or maybe cheese is he a sometimes He learned not food. to eat grass. Yeah, he just, he has a mouthful of gra- grass, and he's, like, the thing he's concerned about is, why'd they leave? Is it because the <laughs> cheese house fell, or daylight? I don't know. If the cheese house had been up, would I just have infinite access to cheese, and maybe could have negotiated the constant eating of it? I feel that's strangely appropriate, though. To be provided with, like, what feels like a pretty straightforward lesson, but then read way too much into it and entirely miss the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true to life. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're clinging to the wrong mystery, my good you, fellow, but... Yeah, you, you, you have you. attached yourself to this red herring detail that does not matter. <laughs> the cheese house was a metaphor. Do you think he often sleepwalks and eats random not food things now? Just in his relentless pursuit of cheese. And continues not to understand the moral. Yeah, I'm wondering how that that can escalate into nightmare levels. Quickly, how I'm eating sure. a lot of cheese could escalate to nightmare levels. Or like what what other things he could eat in the night thinking that he was eating cheese. Other than mm-hmm. grass. His named sisters. <laughs> uh yeah, his 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 family. Um, <clears throat> I am more cons. He must have a rough bathroom time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't it want must, to imagine. In fact, it, it must be uh, constant and horrific. I hope that bathroom is carpeted for his sake. I that is okay. That is the one place where you should not carpet. <laughs> Yeah, carpet is, is sacred, and bathrooms are where sins happen. But it would be a small comfort, at least. 
I feel like he like his bathroom situation is being blocked up until he very much isn't. So it is a, a feast or famine situation for for the chamber pot. It's a holiday. Yeah. Observed once a year when he enters the threshold. Have we seen the fairy dance form of kidnapping in a story yet? I don't think we've seen it as a form of kidnapping. I've, I remember, or I feel like I vaguely remember it being used as a, a a method of entrapment, at least. Like, once they have gotten somewhere. Yeah, the 12 Dancing Princesses there. kind of did that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if we've we've seen someone, like, interrupt a fairy circle. Yeah. Where they were dancing, and then got got trapped in, in this rather typical fairy fairy snare yeah it's a classic move for sure i do appreciate one has anyone ever gotten the the better of fairies yeah that that uh baker woman did who what (laughs) when they kidnapped the baker and she kept sending them on other errands so that she could make a cake she she could run a seminar and do pretty well. <laughs> I think we had a, a girl rescue a baby successfully. Like that's, I think that's a TED talk worth listening to. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a series of uh, fairy tale TED talks, like where it is full fa- TED talk formatting, <laughs> um, but the person doing the talk is a fictional character from a fairy but tale. The, the person doing a talk is a half hedge hedgehog boy. Yeah talking about increasing your pig returns or whatever <laughs> your swine herd yields <laughs> and how many holes to put in a princess I will say there, th- this is some impressive word count prat- padding throughout this story <laughs> yeah for what they what of substance they had they they milked it as you should. Because that's where more, the cheese more comes words, from. More words is better, right? Yeah. I think that's written down somewhere as a, a true fact. I also like how it like sprinkled in the cheese loving throughout the inane and pointless descriptions, just so that you, like, you were kept on the thread. Yeah, it was a good slow build there. We are going to talk about how easy this boy goes to sleep, but just so you remember, he does really want some cheese. It was ominous, even. Almost like a dreadful reminder every time. <clears throat> yeah, this has better horror pacing than most horror f- films. It would be a fun little, like, short film nightmare sequence. Yeah, for sure. We'd have, like, a whole series of that along with the, um, that one, like, girl who went to the fairy house. Mm-hmm. And that was creepy as hell. I mean, anytime anyone finds themselves in a fairy ring or a fairy mound and they're having a party and you should not be there, it's a good uh, good little horror sequence. I don't think there's a lot more to say about this one. It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, just, just gotta... I thought it was pretty good, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Like, oftentimes I feel like when we... <laughs> When we run out of steam, it might seem like we didn't enjoy it, but I think it was fine. Yeah, even even all of the 
like minutia of this boy's daily life. It at least had a, a good flavor to it. Yeah, they're like it's already short enough that I don't feel like you need to excise any of it, even though a lot of it is superfluous. It's all just fine. <laughs> it's, it's all flavor. Yeah. I read a tweet um, this week about like the the fear of the filler episode. Uh huh. How it had started as a terminology for episodes that had content that wasn't like in the original source material. Sure. Um, or doesn't directly move the plot. Yeah, and it became stuff that doesn't directly move the plot forward as a more frequent thing. And then um, with the stigmas there, a lot of modern shows seem to be like dreadfully afraid of the filler. Which means that you're not getting like slowed down character moments or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You're getting kind of a a Cliff's Notes action <laughs> sequence. Uh, there's no reaction episodes or anything like that where we can just slow down for a moment. Uh, and I feel like this story is a decent argument for the power of just slowing down and taking a little bit of time with the details, even if they're not moving things forward. I would agree. Like Sometimes it's pleasant to watch a boy dip potatoes in butter for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't all just need to be bullet points. Yeah, and appreciate his pockets that his sisters don't get. <laughs> Button his bell bottoms into his jacket. Which is a power look again. It is, it is indeed a power look. So yeah, I, I enjoy this like little bit of flavor. So thank you, Kid Chaos, gilded with cheese, for this uh, equally cheese-gilded tale. I feel like, ironically... The story itself is an appropriate amount of cheese. It is. It is a satisfying. You think so? Sampling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the show, sharing the show. Um, thank you to our patrons for supporting us and for keeping our lives entertaining in our Discord. Uh, you two can join the Patreon Discord. I've uh, just solved whatever. Uh, permissions oh, the, issue there was. That was yeah that was a patreon thing for a bit right yeah uh so I, I think i think we should be good to go if you have signed up for patreon and you can't get into our discord send us a message and we will pop you an invite um but i have taught the bot that it is allowed to tell the people to come <laughs> so hopefully that is solved uh thank you to our top tier patrons five-headed snake god allison frog whisperer lucky lord of dragons biblio princess midori becca lobster no longer the new and improved Haley, the cheese fairy cometh again wow everyone was ready this week just i don't i'm concerned the cheese fairy already cameth guys did you did you bug my house <laughs> Uh, Cobbler's Got a Cobble. Awkward. Project Birdfall Informant. Funky Little Strawberry. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce this series of question marks followed by two interrobang. I guess this is just a massive interrobang, so I'm just going to call you interrobang. <laughs> uh, I like massive interrobang. All right, massive interrobang. Uh, Spag Ghost Coast to Coast. I've used this one before, but I like it the most. Caitlin, beans where they don't belong. <laughs> also ominous. Your girl, Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Emperor Versus, putting their crocs in sport mode, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, all stunts featured on What the Folklore are performed by Dave, not professionally, but he looks impressive while on fire. Well done, Dave. Yeah. Uh, High Listus of Wimbus, an ellipses and two exclamation marks. (laughs) 
Haley Prime, Justin, Lily is reminding you of the Book of Doug Stitch Along starting February 14th, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Do we know how long that's going for? Uh, it's still is there an end date? I'm not sure. Uh, it's like once a week a new mm-hmm. design is being released. So I think it's got, so just it's got some still time. question mark right yeah. now. And it's been some pretty pretty nifty looking designs. Like I never developed the patience for uh, <laughs> for like needlepoint or or cross stitching, and uh, I am incredibly impressed with how all these are looking. So, Is that the last one? That's yeah. Uh, th- and, <laughs> thank you, everyone. Yeah, I didn't thank mean you. to interrupt. And uh, thank you, always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.